There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As you know, we were at the game last night, we had the live show before, thank you to all the people that came out for that one. Uh, we then had a heap of beers, heap of bourbons, watched the game live. Uh, we had good seats, but there aren't any really great seats out there at Homebush, so you're a long way away from the game, so it's very hard to get a real feel of it. Uh, I love the atmosphere out there, it was unreal. I haven't been to a game of footy in quite some time. Uh, to be at a live game like that with 80,000 with that atmosphere, it was unreal, but um, I just don't, I feel like when you're out at those games, especially at Homebush, you don't really get a true grasp of the game. Uh, you get the emotions that are out there, which is sensational to have. Uh, you can really feel the momentum swings out there and whatnot in the crowd. But I always like to sit on TV, sit down and watch on TV uh, these big games before I give a review to you guys. So I gave my live reaction uh, sort of this morning, my initial reaction to what I saw last night without re-watching the game and trying to stay away from social media takes and whatnot. But over the last few hours, I've watched the game... Uh, uh, watched it over a couple of hours, went back and watched a couple of key points, took a heap of notes on it as well. So we'll touch on them on Monday with Denon. But going to give you my deep review of Origin 1 last night, Queensland uh, getting the chocolates done there. And essentially uh, what I did in my notes, and with big games, I like to do it in this way. I break the game down into eight periods, uh, little 10-minute periods, and uh, just take notes on those 10-minute periods and, and, and go through the game like that. So uh, early for New South Wales, I thought they were really really dominant. I felt like they were super dominant last night when I was there. It probably was a little bit more even uh, when I watch it now rather than how I felt last night. I still do believe early in the game uh, the New South Wales Blues, they were definitely the team that was up. Uh, The Isaiah Yo one, I mean, him in the very first tackle, I'm like definitely concussed. I cannot believe he stayed on the field. And this is one of those moments that I had no idea of when I was out there. No one around me saw this. It was at the other end of the field. So we really missed uh, this whole moment with Isaiah Yo. So crazy. Uh, I watched it today and I couldn't believe that he stayed on the field. I think it's Cameron Munster uh, that's come out and been a little bit vocal about it. And that might be a little bit of ducks and drapes and whatnot from the Queensland Maroons champion Cam Munster to get the Blues in a bit of curry. But 
Mate, I, I agree with what he said. I can't believe Isaiah Yeo was able to stay on the field. I can't believe he didn't at least have to go for a HIA. Uh, that was a pretty scary moment uh, watching it back, a moment that I didn't even notice during the game and that I just think we were too far away uh, to see. Uh, Payne Haas, I thought he was sensational in the opening few minutes and dare I say... I think you need Payne Haas to probably play a few more minutes in game two and moving forward. I thought the Blues shade looked good early. As I said, I thought they were winning the ruck. I thought they looked good. There's a moment there where Cleary puts Liam Martin sort of through a half hole and he drops the ball. Um, I know there's been a lot of criticism of Nathan Cleary over the last 24 hours, and uh, I think some of it is warranted, but... I also think there's part of people that maybe aren't huge Cleary fans that have sort of been waiting two years uh, for him to lose a game of football and not play well. And now they've really gone in on him. And personally, I think if you watch the game, I think he got unlucky on a lot of occasions. This was one of them. I thought this was a good ball to put Martin into a half opportunity. And it's, you know, I, I think quite often in rugby league, we focus on the play itself rather than where the play's going to. And uh, I, I think it's something that I, that I would advise all of you to start to think about a little bit more, you know, Cleary he puts Liam Martin through this half little gap and you know what it's more than likely that he probably would have got tackled if he held this ball but if you watch the play he was about to get chopped he was about to get to his elbows and knees which is a quick play the ball which is you know what you want to work towards as a halfback you want to get on the front foot and I feel like that happened to Cleary a couple of times throughout this game that people aren't talking about he had a couple of kicks that were shithouse yeah he had a couple of times where there was no kick pressure on him and he didn't take advantage of it I understand that I'm not pushing back on that it's probably the worst kicking performance I've seen from Cleary in quite some time But I also think there was a lot of moments where Cleary was creating half opportunities and the guys around him um, kind of let him down. And I'll talk about them as we go. I I remember sitting out there in about the 25th minute, I turned to Timmy Williams and I sort of said, geez, Cam Cam Munster's been quiet. Um, It was crazy how how different it was when I was watching it on TV when it was focused in. As much as he wasn't coming up with big plays, he was having so many touches and he was so involved. uh, And I wasn't really able to get that vibe when I was out there last night. So that's a big thing that I'm glad I went back and watched this game because it felt, to me, I hardly noticed Cam Munster for the first 20 minutes when I was out there. He didn't do a heap, but he was getting a heap of touches and sometimes I can fly under the radar unless you've got it on the TV screen where you can see it all. So Munster, early touches, he was all over the place. He was vocal very early. Um, he was very good. There was a cleary kick that was a seven tackler with no pressure on him at all that was a fucking, it was an absolute shocker. Tariq Sims, he got caught out a couple of times and it's going to be important because obviously there's a try later where I believe uh, Tariq Sims got caught out a little bit. He could have had a bit more help from his inside, but he really got wrong-footed. And there was a moment early in this game uh, where I was actually told by the people sitting around me that it was Regan Campbell-Gillard. I wasn't sure if it was. Turned out it was Tariq Sims or he missed a tackle on DCE. Uh, But the other New South Wales Blues boys cleaned up around him. Um, So he sort of got away with that one, Tariq, and then he missed a couple of others throughout the game. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he retains his spot in this New South Wales side. Um, I thought the the scramble from Queensland on a lot of these plays was sensational. As I said, I thought the Blues were really on the front foot. Brian Toto, he was killing them uh, coming out of his own end. He was sensational. He just, he ran, I think he ran for 218 or something, which, you know, compared to what we're used to from Brian Toto in Clubland, uh, you could say it's just an average game for him, but I thought the metres that he took in a tough game uh, were very, very impressive, and Queensland were doing all that they could uh, to minimise his impact coming out of his own end as well, so I thought Toto was great. I thought Damien Cook was really good in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, he had a couple of moments throughout the game that shit me to tears, Damien Cook, um, but I thought to open the game, he was strong. Uh, we sort of got to that 10, 20 minute mark, and you know that, that first period where you saw 
sort of you, you, but each side is sort of sorting each other out. Your front rowers start to get a little bit tired. I thought at this point some of your outside backs started to come more into play. And um, Jack Whiten, he was the man for New South Wales. He was carving it. I personally think he was the best New South Welshman out there last night. Uh, some huge defensive plays, which we'll talk about as the as our review goes on. There was one on DCE. There was one on Cobo. He came up with some really big plays. Then he had a try. Two line breaks. was very good. Uh, he scored. And obviously, we tipped him yesterday to be the first try scorer. So we were stoked with that one at $14. Hopefully, you guys got on that one. Um, I, I thought on this play, the, the, this Jack White and try, um, you know, there, there was a lot of talk about the Queensland defensive structure on it. And I think a lot of people got stuck into them. Um, look, I, I thought the key to this play was the Damien Cook pass out of dummy half. And if you have a look, what he does, he throws a pass out of dummy half, bit of a tunnel ball. He hits Nathan Cleary out in front of him on the fly. And what it does straight away is it puts Nathan Cleary on the outside shoulder of Felice Cafusi. And at this point, you can see Felice is already scrambling. Yeah, and DCE gets a sense that his back rower inside him is scrambling. And from that point on, I mean, it's essentially over. Now, Nathan Cleary, he doesn't play a huge role in this play, but without him, I don't think they score it. And I think this is something that's becoming more and more important in rugby league and something that we don't don't talk about enough, and I don't know what you want to call it. I saw sort of call it a link man role. Now, if you watch the Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes he does it a lot with Ryan Pappenhausen, where they stand a few wide of the ruck and they get the ball. They're not going too quick, but it's a simple catch, and it's just about a meter pass to an outside back that's flying from around the back of them. And what it means is that instead of Damien Cook having to hit Jerome Lewis going 100 miles an hour, it goes to Nathan Cleary. It props a defender directly up in front of him, and then he can just shovel that easy pass. Luai knows he's going to get good ball. He got it there. And then all of a sudden, he's cruising. And it's that change in tempo that really worries teams. Wide pass from Damian Cook. Felice Cafusi, he was the C defender. All of a sudden, he now becomes the A defender because the pass from Cook was so good. And already, Nathan Cleary's on his outside shoulder. And, and the play's only been going for half a second. And it puts the rest of the side into scramble. DCE sort of had to turn his shoulder a little bit. They were in all sorts straight away. And if you're going to get Jacko 101 one-on-one with his 5'8 flying that he can just hand it off to him. Uh, you're never going to stop him realistically. So Jack White and crashed over for the first try. Not really much Dane Gago could do there. Just a really well-orchestrated play. And another one where... I think the pass of Damien Cook wasn't spoken about enough. I can't believe the commentators didn't bring it up. You you go back and watch it, and you, you watch Cook, and he's summing it up when the guy's about to play the ball. And it was a hard pass to land, but he nails it. Absolutely nails it. And look, it, it, it was a hard pass, but it wasn't like an impossible pass or anything like that. But if, if it is an inch off, if it's a little bit behind Cleary, if it's a little bit short, if it's in the air for too long, that entire play changes. It had to be perfect, and Damien Cook nailed it. And Nathan Cleary, despite his role not being massive in this play, he did exactly what needed to be done. He didn't overplay his hand. He wasn't selfish. He knew that Jerome Luai was the hot hand on this plane. He needed to get the ball in, in a good position, and he got it to him clean, and that created that try. So, yeah, we had um, we had Jack Wine crash over the first one. I thought he was the Blues' uh, best player. Shout-out to Regan Campbell-Gillard, too. He ran a good decoy earlier in this play, as did uh, Tariq Sims on that edge. We spoke about it, and we thought Tariq Sims would be really peppering DCE, and DCE knew that Felice Cafusi was in trouble. He knows 
knows that Nathan Cleary's got a great kicking game. Then all of a sudden, he's got Tariq Sims coming at his outside shoulder, inside shoulder. Um, he was just in all sorts on that play, realistically. But for me, it all came from the Damien Cook pass, which I thought was sensational. I don't think uh, it gets talking. It has been spoken about enough, just the way that it got... Um, it got Nathan Clear on the outside shoulder of Kafusi, which just had a domino effect on DCE and then to Gagai. They all hesitated for that split second, uh, and by that point it was over. And the link man role was clear. It was by Cleary was fantastic too. So we got through that twenty minute period. I felt New South Wales were on front. It was uh, uh, in front. It was four nil. They were winning the ruck. I felt when I was out there, they were, winning it, they were winning it by more than what they probably were when I watched it this morning. But they were definitely on top in that first twenty minutes for me. All of a sudden, we get some inner changes. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, he leaves the field, and on comes Junior Barlow. Now, um, Junior did not have his best game. Let's be honest here. I thought he came on and... um he threw a pass to no one. He then threw a shit ball to Jerome Lewis. Nothing on. We just needed him to go forward. And this is where sometimes, and you look at Parramatta, they do it as well. They try and overplay their hand a little bit and you lose your momentum. Now, he came he came on and then a few minutes later, about five or ten minutes later, Isaiah Yo went off. And for me, this is where it sort of fell apart. I think that without Isaiah Yo, we really lost our direction where we were going. And I think it was quite costly during that period. For me, I, like if we would have lost Isaiah Yo in the first minute, which we probably should have, to be fair, I think we should have because that, or he should have at least gone off for HIA. This game could have got out of hand realistically because without him on the field, we looked very, very different. Uh, Junior Bolo was not fantastic. Let's be honest here, wasn't overly impressive, um, mate. I, I thought the moment that Yo left the field, the, the Blues lost all their direction. He came back on and immediately straightened straightened up the attack. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure if the Blues can afford to not have Isaiah Yo on the field for 80 minutes moving forward in this series, to be honest with you. I thought he was so important. And we got to the back end when he got back on, and all of a sudden, the Blues start to play some footy. And Isaiah Yo wasn't his best game, don't get me wrong, but he just gives them direction, and he gives these two halves direction as well. I think when you took him off the field, everything sort of changed. And look, Cam Murray came on and played well. He was direct. He was going through the middle, but he's just different to Isaiah Yo. His timing, his awareness, it's all just a little bit different. I really do think that they missed him when he was off the field. Now, on the other side of the ball, we saw Harry Grant come on and Ben Hunt leave the field a lot earlier than what I probably expected, probably 10 minutes earlier um, than what I expected. Tino also went off. He had a great stint. Lindsay Collins came on. But it was the Hunt and Grant one that was really, really interesting. And I thought that uh, Harry Grant had a really good impact in this first half. He was great. He was getting on the front foot. He was running the ball. He was th- Those first two or three steps out of dummy half were always lethal. thought he really got him on the front foot. And and um, it led to um, Queens, well, no, not Queensland, second try, but there was another one off a scrum, and this is what I was talking about before. Uh, it was in the 24th minute, and Tariq Sims, he was defending DCE, and DCE threw a big dummy and came off his right foot, and Tariq Sims only just got him, and I reckon it's something that Billy Slater would have seen sitting up there in the coach's box, and I think he would have put it in the back pocket for later, which is where DC eventually scored off, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, yeah, I just thought that when um, when Bolo came on, it all, it all sort of went to shit 
a little bit. They started going east and west instead of north and south. And it's okay to, to move laterally, but you have to be going forward as well. And I just felt like the Blues, um, they lost that a little bit. Jack White, and there was a moment where he came in and jammed DCE. It was a really good play, a really good read, a great defensive effort. Um, DCE sent it upstairs for a challenge as, as a high tackle and it was one of the more embarrassing things uh, we've ever seen in rugby league, realistically. Thank God uh, they didn't get a penalty for it. At this point, Xavier Coates was injured. He had to leave the field. We're hearing that he's going to miss six to eight weeks, so we do wish Xavier Coates all the very best. And Nano went on the field for his team, which, as we all know, didn't last overly long, but he did come back later. Payne Haas also left the field. Ryan Madison came on. Now, I've been a huge Ryan Madison fan for the last few years, as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time. But I think it's fair to say that in this game, I think Ryan Madison sort of struggled to get with the pace of the game. Origin is a big step up. He's been great in first grade for a long time. He's been one of the form forwards in the competition this year. But you could tell, I think the pace shocked Ryan Madison a little bit. I think he'll be better for the run. He'll be better in the future. But i got to tell you, when I was out there, I hardly even noticed Maddo. So I kept a really close eye on him this morning when I rewatched the game. And you could definitely tell that he was shocked by the pace. I, I, I think it took him back a little bit. And I definitely think he'll be better for the run. Losing Payne Haas was massive, though. He was great in the first half. His first stint um, was sensational. Yeah, they just, as soon as Joe went off the field, though, they just lacked direction. Um, Cleary's kicking game didn't really get any better. Um, there was a moment there where they, they the Queenslanders had the ball down the right side, and Harry Grant, he scooted out of dummy half, and this is what I was talking about, those first three steps that he takes. Uh, I believe it was Tariq Sims and Jerome Luai there at the markers, Um Joey, uh, sorry, Luai, he was the first marker. Tariq Sims was the second. So as you do, um, they split. And you could just see Harry Grant. He just got the advantage for two or three steps. He gave it to KP. And KP didn't throw a great pass. It hit the deck. But then Selwyn Cobbo got it. And, you know, in state of origin, in a series as a winger, you know, obviously last year's a little bit different, but in most Origin series as, as a winger, you might get two to four, I would say, two to four opportunities where you can really have an impact on the game. And this was the first one that Selwyn Cobbo had. This was his first opportunity, and he summed it up perfectly. He just iced this moment so well. If you watch the tape again, as I said, Jerome Lloyd was at marker, and he he does really well to cover defend. He comes across, he puts a heaps of, heap of pressure on Selwyn Cobbo, and... You know, if Selwyn would have kicked this ball and New South Wales cleaned it up a metre or two out or in the in goals, you would have said, oh, that's a good nudge, that's good. I mean, to get a try out of this was massive and it was just such a special play. And, you know, it's some, it's one of those kicks that you probably don't practice all that much, being that close to the line, putting in... It's like the little um, Oztag kicks that you, the, the, that you see, those little short, sharp ones. They're really hard to get the right depth on, to get the right weight on. And it's something that I don't think you would have practiced all that much or at all, to be honest with you. But it's just these instincts that he's got and this touch that he's got that you can't really coach. You've either got it or you don't. You saw it in that moment from Selwyn Cobbo. I was so impressed uh, with what he came up with there. Credit to Jerome Luai uh, for the big cover defense. He put a lot of pressure on him, which made it even harder for Selwyn, which made it even more impressive. Uh, but yeah, Jerome Luai, good pressure on that play. Um, that might have been a draw and pass infield if it wasn't for Jerome Luai. But a perfect kick from Selwyn Cobbo. You really can't defend that. You saw James Tedesco sort of caught in no man's land and there really wasn't much he could do. The kick was just perfect. Uh, I thought this was another moment at the back end of this half where you know, Nathan Cleary came up with a few plays here that could have led to points. He put Tariq Sims through a good hole at one point. He got the advantage. He got the quick play the ball. Damien Cook jumped out of dummy half and threw it to uh, Junior Polo, who, 
you know, he ran behind one of his own men and it was an obstruction. And that was a moment where, as I talk about, you can't, like, as a halfback, you've got to work off the play before. And I thought Nathan Cleary laid it on really well for Tariq Sims. They, they were on the front foot. It was on the next play. They had Queensland scrambling and they go to the front row and, and he, he, you know, runs behind his own player, runs back into traffic, just getting too excited. I think it's a play that if Cleary could have his time again, he would make sure that he would get the ball off Damien Cook because there was opportunities there um, and yeah Junior got, got done for the obstruction so that was one moment where I thought fuck you know what Cleary I don't think that was a bad play but he had to get the ball on the next set Cook had to find his specialist ball player and I understand him going to the front row I get it but I, just another one of those moments where I felt a little bit sorry for Cleary considering all the shit that people gave him and whatnot. and then you know, last play of the half, Cleary gives the ball to Teddy to put him in, into a bit of space. Wasn't a sensational play. wasn't a highlights thing. You won't see it on the best origin plays ever. But another little play where Cleary created a little bit of space for James Tedesco to work with. Katoni Staggs takes it down the right edge, kicks it infield, and James Tedesco just gets beat for the to, to the ball for another try. And, you know, all of a sudden... It was 6-4 at halftime to Queensland. I mean, if they would have converted those two opportunities, which Cleary had a hand in both of them, it's a different game of football. But this is this was the key to New South Wales last night. They did not take their opportunities. Cleary puts Tariq Sims through a little hole. Then they run their own obstruction. They can get it down the right edge. They kick it in goals. They just don't get there. The Maroons are there to clean it up. It happened later with Val Holmes. We'll talk about that soon. Another one that Cleary could have scored in that moment. So I just I understand that Nathan Cleary did not have his best game. I get it. His kicking game was far from the Nathan Cleary that we expect to get every single week and which we, we should expect to get every single week based on what he's shown us over the last few years. But I did feel a little bit sorry for him in some of these moments. So we went in at halftime, 6-4. I thought we were the better team, New South Wales, for most of the first half. But this is what Queensland do. And I sort of I, – because I obviously don't have a club team that I go for, as I've mentioned a million times, I quite often sit there in games and watch teams have a heap of possession, a heap of things go their way, and I look at the scoreboard and I go, fuck, it's 6-0. If I was them, as much as I'm winning, I'd be worried because so much has gone your way and you haven't really got that much of a lead. And that's how I felt with New South Wales. At 4-0, losing 6-4, I was like, this is catastrophic. We have been the better team this half, in my opinion. We just haven't executed on those final opportunities that we got. Queensland... They essentially had one really good opportunity and they made it count. Selwyn Cobbo, he put in the perfect kick. It was off a bounce ball. It wasn't sensational, but he made it work. He didn't miss his opportunity. And too often, New South Wales missed their opportunities that they should have taken. That's what Origin is all about, taking opportunities when they're presented to you. And Queensland did that every single time. We came out in the second half and uh, Nanai, he got injured. Uh, it looked like he'd been in a bloody car accident the way he was carrying on. He got taken off by uh, Fatino, who, who was great in this game. I really enjoyed him his performance. Uh, Nanai came back later, thankfully, but it was a bit of grade three carry on there. I'm sure his teammates will give him uh, a bit of stick for that. Mate, I thought the first five minutes after halftime, I thought the Blues won this as well. Uh, I thought they looked great. They, they they dominated through the middle. James Tedesco had a couple of really good runs. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Queensland get a seven-tackle set. Uh, Grant and Ponga come up with one or two scoots and runs there that really get them on the front foot. And then Cam Munster does what Cam Munster does. Throws the big dummy on the right-hand side, and this is where he's so dangerous. When he breaks out of contact or he or he folds out of structure, this is when he's at his most dangerous. Big dummy to the right, spins around, and straight away you just went, fuck, here we go. What's he going to do? He's playing off the top of his head. There's no structures around him. It's just up to him. How's he going to beat us here? Break Takes two tackles straight through the middle. Credit to Damien Cook on this play. 
and if you watch it again, keep an eye on Damian Cook. He has a massive chase uh, to be directly behind, right on the hammer of uh, Kalen Ponga. And Munster could see him and meant that he couldn't give the ball to him. All of a sudden, this went from a two-on-one to a two-on-two, essentially, where Munster had to take the tackle because he knew that as soon as he passed it to KP... Cookie was going to crunch him from behind, and a lot of the times you get a turnover on those plays. So well done to Damien Cook for putting himself in that position. It was a genuine try-saver. On, like, two plays later or the next play, they swing it left. Uh, The Queensland Maroons, they look good, and Tupu comes up with a try-saver, knocking a ball down, putting pressure on. So we really got out of jail there. Daniel Tupu saved just with that one. It gave them a scrum 10 metres out, but it was the play of Damien Cook to get back there. But you could tell that all of a sudden... Cam Munster had announced himself into this game and, and he was ready to fuck around with New South Wales. We then get the scrum and, you know, as we said, Queensland took every single opportunity they had so far in this game. We know that Tariq Sims had already missed a tackle on DCE and the other boys cleaned it up for him so no one really noticed it. Then we had the scrum where he almost beat Tariq off his right. DCE comes out of this scrum. You see Tariq Sims break off early. James Tedesco's doing his job at fullback but in my opinion, he probably overchased here. He moved past the ball DCE comes off his right, um, and Junior Bolo was, you know, arguably lazy, arguably held back by Lindsay Collins out of the scrum. But for me, I mean, it's origin. He, he really didn't fight hard enough to get out of that scrum. I know a lot of New South Wales fans are blowing up because uh, he they, they reckon he was held. I, I really don't. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Even if he wasn't held in any way, shape, or form, he wasn't moving quick enough out of that scrum. Tariq Sims was beaten wrong-footed, as was James Tedesco. They both overchased. I know a, new, a lot of New South Wales fans are calling bullshit on that one. Uh, I think we've got to take our licks there. We were just done by DCE there. And I think it's something that Billy Slater and Queensland had addressed earlier in the game because you saw DCE go off that scrum a couple of times at Tariq Sims. And I reckon they'd also noticed the junior ball though was a little bit lazy coming out of that scrum. So all of a sudden... We concede probably the softest try you could ever imagine in origin. It was dreadful. And you just saw the New South Wales Blues standing there sort of looking at each other going, fuck, what on earth just happened there? You can make the argument that he was held back in the scrum. That's fine. I'm I'm not going to run with that excuse. I think that uh, it was a fair try to Daly Cherry Evans. Um, and to be honest with you, they deserved to score a try on the two plays before that anyway. So here we are. We're down. Uh, you know, we were down two points. Now we're down eight. Val Holmes throws those two points over. Really crucial time coming. Payne Haas comes back on at this point. Um, Junior Bolo get, gets taken off, which I think was a fair shout. But then Katoni Staggs leaves the field. And uh, this was interesting. Katoni Staggs leaves the field. Uh, we're hearing that he had a cork in his shoulder. Um, Stephen Crichton comes on. He jumps at right centre there with Daniel Tupu. Uh, he, his first, I was about to say his first touch of the ball. His first, you know, moment in origin is a uh, beyond the horizontal for new, for on-care Munster. And I know a lot of New South Wales fans messaged me complaining about this one live. I think when you watch the replay, you've got to wear it. It was beyond horizontal. It was fair. I think Munster's head was kind of the first thing that hit the deck so a fair penalty there Uh, and then Queensland they just 
work themselves into gear, don't they? They take that hit up. They get Stephen Crichton at penalty. KP's lurking on the left. He sort of fades to go right. Then he comes back down the short side. Harry Grant, it's those first two or three steps out of dummy half. And this is what makes him so great. We all watch the highlights, the tries, the tackle counts, all that stuff. What makes Harry Grant so good is how he takes those first two or three steps out of dummy half, squares the markers up, and creates space for his men. And he did it perfectly on this play. It's something that Cameron Smith was an absolute wizard at. Harry Grant, he doesn't have the same awareness, but he's a little bit faster over those two or three steps, which makes him extremely dangerous. KP, he addresses what's going on. He sees that Stephen Crichton is at first marker. He knows that there's guys defending down that left side that don't usually defend together. And he looks up, and who does he see at the A defender? Payne Haas. He goes, you beauty. Harry Grant, he takes the markers out of play, gives it to KP. Little Goosey gets on the outside of Payne Haas, goes from a three-on-three where they're safe to all of a sudden a two-on-three. KP, his right-to-left pass is one of the best in rugby league. Sums it up perfectly, looks short, hits the winger out wide, Valentine Holmes, and he crosses over to score there. A huge play and a massive, massive play from Kalen Ponga. Really smart footy, really smart footy from KP to notice who the markers are, to notice it's Stephen Crichton, to know someone's going to be missing out there, someone else is going to have to push along, and he would have looked up, he would have seen the big fella Payne Haas and go, beautiful. All I have to do is get on his outside shoulder, which means that the other guys are going to have to turn in, and it happened perfectly. I remember live, uh, a lot of people that I was sitting next to actually thought that Daniel Tupu was Stephen Crichton and it was his fault, copped a lot of shit. Um, Not really the reality of it. And, you know, I mean, you you can blame Daniel Tupu for that. Why wasn't he on his man? The reality is um, that as soon as KP got on the outside of... Payne Haas, it's just a matter of trying to do whatever you can do there. If he stays on his man, all of a sudden, it's a two-on-one. So, I know some people want to bag Tupu for that or whatever, and people want to say oh, that um, Stephen Crichton should have been there. He gave away the penalty, then he did that. If you watch it closely, I mean, Stephen Crichton's got to come in and make that tackle. He's stuck at first marker. It's just well done to KP for addressing who was at A defender and getting outside them. That's just good rugby league, and it's hard to defend. you got a quick guy against one of the biggest guys on the field. Uh, it's it's going to happen realistically, especially when you take the markers out of play as well, which Harry Grant did extremely well. Said all week, KP was a huge worry for me. I thought he was going to have a great game. I thought he was great in the air. Threw the bounce pass, which wasn't fantastic, but it was the right idea uh, for someone Cobo to put the kick in, and then he put this nail in the coffin on us as well. A couple of minutes later, Cherry Evans, he just missed a 40-20, which it was like a yard short. If that would have gone over, fuck, it would have been absolute mayhem. I'm confident they would have scored on that next set. Um, yeah, the last 20-odd minutes, Isaiah Yo came back on, and all of a sudden, New South Wales looked much more direct. They looked better to me. I started to feel a real transition. We started to look better and better. We're getting on the front foot. We were going straight. Um, we, we were just starting to look better. And once again, there was a tackle here. Uh, what was it? New South Wales almost scored off a luai kick. Murray tapped it down, uh, and Toto got, got tackled there. They made a break a couple seconds later, Queensland. And Jack came up with a huge tackle. Tackle on Selwyn Cobber. Almost put him out. Wasn't able to, but if he wouldn't have made that tackle, Selwyn could have gone all the way realistically. During this period, too, 
And I couldn't believe it. Harry Grant was absolutely ruining New South Wales. He was dominating us. And then all of a sudden, Billy Slater took him off. And I just sat there and went, thank fuck. Thank God he's put Ben Hunt back on. Because I thought Harry Grant was killing us through the middle. But Ben Hunt being Ben Hunt, came on, had a great impact. Um, he, he put a kick in that was perfect. They, we're coming out of our own 10 metres, New South Wales. And then a, like a play or two later, Cameron Munster strips at one-on-one and... This sort of stuff just kept happening. We'd get on the front foot, we'd look okay, and then something had happened. We had the moment where Damien Cook, he was he went down the short side for no apparent fucking reason. There was nothing on. He panicked, he turned his body, and he threw it. You know, a reverse spiral pass 20 metres across field, and guess who fucking came and cleaned that up? Cameron Munster. Little little Wally Lewis Jr. He, just, he can just read what's going to happen, and he's got so much time always. It's the most dangerous asset in rugby league, having time. And Cameron Munster's got so much of it. There were so many Blues... Uh, so many Blues players around that bouncing ball. And Munster, he wasn't even in shot when the ball bounced, and he just went bang. It's like... It's like he's able to just speed time up and slow it down whenever he wants. You then had um, Cam Murray, who was trying to have an impact, went went, went for um, an offload to try and get some second-phase footy for New South Wales, and DCE, he snatches that one. Just these moments, just as we start to get on the front foot and we're looking okay, we have these moments where we turn the ball over. And credit to Queensland, credit to them. DCE took the intercept. Cam Munster reads the play, comes up and gets it. They wanted it the most on those plays, and that's what was killing me but it's those moments where we're on the front foot we're looking okay and then something goes wrong and we give it away same as the obstruction just before half time like if Junior Bolo would have scored that try or if New South Wales would have got the ball to their money men their strike players in Jerome Lyon Nathan Cleary they had Queensland on the back foot I believe they could have scored and all of a sudden we're going into half time up you know 12-8 12-6 whatever the hell it was 10-6 I mean it could have been a completely different game but it comes back to once again what I said a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You only get a certain amount of opportunities in State of Origin. New South Wales was given a heap of them. They didn't take them. Queensland took just about every single one of them that they were given. And then we handed some on a silver platter to them, like the, like, like the try off the scrum. If you're going to do that in Origin football, you're going to make it very, very tough for yourself. Um, what what else have I got here? Teddy Lyon break off the Yo play the ball. Here we go. There's another one. We get this opportunity where Isaiah Yo. He takes the ball. Uh, he gets tackled. We go to Teddy. Uh, Isaiah gets a quick play the ball. Cook goes to Teddy. He goes straight through. Very James Tedesco. He looks inside. He's got Nathan Cleary, but there's a Queenslander there. I'm not exactly sure who it was. Apologies. But I think James Tedesco made a good play here. He, he, he put the grubber in. He backed Nathan Cleary to beat whoever it was. And, you know, if the ball would have sat up, Nathan Cleary gets the ball. But once again, who wants the ball more in that moment? Valentine Hones comes all the way from center a mile away and comes and cleans up that ball. Another moment that I think, you know what, if there wasn't a Queensland player inside Nathan Cleary, that's a draw and pass and he scores. If that ball bounces up just a metre before, potentially 
Cleary slides in to score there with Val Holmes trying to tackle him. Like, just these little sliding door moments for Nathan Cleary where he could have had moments that won this game or broke it open a little bit. But that's how Origin goes. Well done to Valentine Holmes on that play. I thought that was a huge moment in this game. For him to get back there, he would have been exhausted. And for him to get back there was a massive play. It was a real Queensland state of origin play. One of those plays we talk about for so long. One of those ones that they'll sit in the video session and go, fuck, that's what we're about. That's why we win games of football. We got to the last 10 minutes. And there was another one here, Isaiah Yo, you know, he takes the ball up. Kalen Ponga shoots out as a shooter. So he turns his body, he turns Cleary underneath. We get a little bit of an advantage. Um, you see then uh, Nathan Cleary, he he gets a quick play of the ball. It goes to Jerome Luai. He puts Cam Murray through a hole. All of a sudden, we're back on, on the front foot. We're starting to score points. Cam Murray scores. Great ball by Jerome Luai. Caught DCE out a little bit. Uh, Nanai was a little bit lazy and DCE couldn't trust him. Two guys that haven't ever defended together before. That's going to happen. But New South Wales now on the front foot. We're back in the game. Uh, there was another moment there where Cleary and Jerome Lloyd, they put Jack White in a way down the left edge just in the last 10 minutes. He, he makes a huge line break. Jack was sensational in this game. I was so impressed with him. He was our best player by a country mile, in, in my opinion. They put him away down the left edge. All of a sudden, you've now got the Penrith boys. They've, they've created a line break. They're 30 metres upfield. They get the ball. They swing it right. They shift it. You make a break on, on the left. You get tackled. You're going to shift it out to the right. Nothing's really gone. All of a sudden, Stephen Crichton, he's sort of just looking to take a hit up because there's nothing on and can't. Cam Munster once again goes, fuck this, don't dawdle at me at State of Origin. I'm going to take the ball off you. One-on-one strip and we lose the ball again. Just another situation where I think these Penrith's halves, they laid laid a good platform for New South Wales to do something off the back of, but then Queensland come up with a better play than that after. And you have got to be better than that. I understand that. But I do feel like a little bit of the criticism towards the Panthers' halves and Nathan Cleary in particular is a little bit unwarranted. But great play by Cam Munster. In the last 10 minutes, he was everywhere. He was sensational. There's a play a few minutes later where he kicks it on third or fourth tackle. Just a little stab kick. Really not much in it. It was about a 30-meter kick, but it bounced three times. James Sesco picked it up, and he had defense in his face. And all of a sudden, with four minutes to go, instead of the ball going out and New South Wales Blues being able to trudge down there, get a scrum, the talk to each other, what are we going to do this set? All of a sudden, the Blues are coming out of their own end. It's third tackle, and they've only just got back. They've got three tackles left to make something work. A fantastic play by Cam Munster. A really experienced play. If you put that kick in, in the eighth minute, it's a shit kick. But you put it in there, and what it does is it just keeps the ball in play. It gives the Blues less time to communicate, less time to organize what they're doing. A really experienced head play there. That's something that Smithy and Cooper would have done, yeah? Very well done by Cam Munster. And then, just just a few minutes later, the Blues, they create something down the left edge. To'o, he puts in a kick into the corner. And who's there to clean it up again? Cam Munster out of nowhere. He just keeps on producing. And look, on the last play, Isaiah Yeo got very close to scoring a huge tackle from Felice Kafusi and Kalen Ponga. Um, got close. I know Blues fans blowing up. Oh, we should have been allowed to play the ball there. I, I, get, I get your frustrations. I understand it. The game wasn't lost there. Yeah, the game was lost before that. The reality is the set before that, Ben Hunt, he makes the, a very soft line break out of dummy half. If he would have hit DC on the inside, the game's over. He went for Val Holmes on the outside. Just a wrong decision there. If he went inside, the game's over. Yeah, I don't think we deserve to win that game. And I know that people from New South Wales have had a heap of messages. People are sending me fucking photos of Isaiah Yo standing up and the clock and... 
He should have been allowed to play it. I understand where you're coming from. The game was not lost in that moment. Do not blame the left the, the referee for us losing this game. Yeah. That game was there to be won on a number of occasions. We were not good enough. Once again, unfortunately, in my opinion, sorry to upset my fellow Blues fans, I think we got out oranged. I really do think we did. Coming down there into Sydney, they had two injuries throughout that game that fucked up some of their interchanges. Harry Grant, he was great, but he obviously wasn't 100% because they swapped him twice. I mean, it was far from ideal for Queensland. Yeah, we had a lot of things go our way. We just weren't able to scramble and make it work. Conceding a a scrum, a try off a scrum, so the halfback in DCE was just, it was criminal. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where Freddie goes from here. We'll have a podcast over the next 24 hours talking about some of the changes that we would make if we were Freddie. I think Queensland will go in with the same side. Uh, obviously, Xavier Coates got injured. He's going to miss a few weeks, so we wish him all the very best. I would guess probably Murray Tuolungi comes into that side. Hamiso's in the squad as well, but I think that Tuolungi, he's probably going to be the pick. Uh, we go to Perth now, which is going to be very interesting. This is a must win for New South Wales. We've got no other choice. We have to win two games on the trot, one in Perth, one up there at Suncorp, which I'm confident we can win in Perth. I think we win that, but Suncorp, that's near impossible to win up there. It's going to be very, very tough for the New South Wales Blues. In saying that, I thought it was going to be very tough for Queensland to win down here, but I think going up there, it is, it's scarier than Queensland coming here, realistically, unfortunately. Uh, a really tight game, as we anticipated. If you got on Cam Murray, anytime try scorer, like we said yesterday, and the Jack Whiten, first try scorer, and you're a Blues fan, at least you would have won a bit of coin. You probably could have collected up with a 500 bucks there, depending on what you were punting. It's about what I got out of it. Uh, so that was the one positive, but as a whole, a very, very disappointing game for the New South Wales Blues. They created opportunities, but they weren't able to execute and take advantage of those opportunities they created. Queensland, on the other hand, they took advantage of all of them, and every single time there was a big scramble play, Queensland had someone there. Cam Munster came up with three or four of them. Val Holmes with the kick to Nathan Cleary. They were just everywhere, the Queensland Maroons. You had guys like Ruben Cotter on debut. He played 80 fucking minutes. 80 minutes Ruben Cotter played in his origin debut. I mean... Just sensational. Probably the smallest bloke out there on the field. And to play 80 minutes, uh, just incredible work. And he's a guy that obviously we spoke about him in the preseason. We always wanted him to play in this game. Just huge. Felice Cafusi played 80 minutes. Who was the guy that made the tackle on Isaiah Yo at the very end? I think people spoke a lot about KP. And he was over the top, which was a great effort. But you can't run without legs. And the guy that chopped his legs was Felice Cafusi on that play. So just massive all-round from the Queensland Maroons. Cam Munster, he was the star of the show, though. 21 runs for 200 metres, 37 post contact. He had one line break. He broke seven tackles. Cam Munster, seven tackles, two offloads. 59 touches of the ball. He was unbelievable, Cam Munster. He was my man of the match. 22 tackles, one missed. Very, very impressive. Ruben Cotter made 51 tackles in his 80 minutes. Very impressive and ran for 134 metres off 14 runs. Well done to the Queensland Maroons. A sensational victory. We spoke about it weeks and weeks ago that we were very, very worried about this Queensland team. Uh, I I got absolutely punished online for it. Uh, We have the Penrith boys. We have this. We have that. Origin is never won on paper, and you saw that last night. It was clear as day last night that, to me, Queensland, in the moments where in the moments where one of the teams had to show that they wanted it more, 
in my opinion, it was quite often Queensland. Once again, I think we've been out-origined here. And for Freddie and Teddy to turn this around and Cleary and Luai to turn it around from here is going to be very, very interesting. A number of changes that I think New South Wales could make. I don't want to go into absolute panic stations, but there are two or three changes that I'm probably anticipating they will make, and I think they probably need to. In saying that, they lost by 16 points. They really weren't that far off. They just had to execute on some big moments, which they weren't able to do. I think defensively, some guys uh, might have scratched themselves out of this game. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Katoni Staggs. and Daniel Tupu, they obviously could play for Tonga in in game two, uh, which you know could cause some issues there. Bringing in new guys, do you then bring them back from game three if it's a decider? Uh, there's a lot going on here that the Blues need to work out, and they need to sort it out quickly because this is a game that they should have won. But once again. Queensland, as per usual, when it comes to origin, they've just got something extra about them. And once again, you saw it last night. Cam Munster, he is from another planet at the moment. Time, I've said it, I've said it a number of times over the years with Cam Munster. It's the most lethal asset to have in rugby league. And what he did last night, he did the way that he runs is so much like Wally. I feel like Joey and Freddie didn't have that ability to dummy, break out a structure, and then just glide across field and then just decide, okay, I'll just break these four tackles and run through that hole in the origin arena. Not many guys have been able to do it before. It's essentially Cam Munster and I believe Wally Lewis that are sort of in a league of their own when it comes to this sort of stuff. It's just the way that Wally used to run and the way that Cameron runs now, I mean, they never look like they're going overly quickly, but they're seemingly just always going faster than everyone else around them and everyone just stands and watches them. It's like everything on the field freezes when these guys have the football. He's an exceptional talent, Cam Munster. Uh, I know he's been a little bit quiet for Melbourne over the last month, and a lot of people took the opportunity to be very critical of him. But once again, he's come out on a big stage, and he's shown you what he's capable of doing. He was my MOM. I thought he was fantastic in this game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.